0: I believe that everything can be used to help somebody else. And as you're holding on to the person who's gone before you, I think it's your duty and I think it's a privilege to be able to reach down to somebody who is just starting the journey.
1: Welcome to Captivate The Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Hey everybody, so glad to have you with me today. I've got a great episode for you and a super special guest. You know, I love all my guests, and I know you probably get tired of hearing me say, I've got a great guest, I love this guest, but it's true. I pick some amazing people to come on here and share their stories with you, share their wisdom, share their knowledge. And today's guest is not going to fall short. She is absolutely amazing. Her story is inspiring. Her work is truly incredible. And I know you're going to love hearing from her. Very quickly, let me remind you, I've got the masterclass, the three training, free training, Unleash Your Voice Masterclass coming up in August, I think about the 19th. Go to captivatetheroom.com forward slash masterclass. And I'm going to be doing hot seat coaching. I'm going to teach you principles from psychology of the voice. We're going to unearth your voice stories, unmask your blocks and barriers that are keeping people from connecting with you and unleash the power of your greatest asset, your real voice. So I'd love for you to join me. If you haven't participated yet, definitely definitely join me. And if you have, you can participate again too. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Tammy. She is a former student of mine and she's the owner of Tammy Marie Coaching and host of Her Restored Spirit podcast. Tammy is an Air Force veteran and an Air Force widow. She believes that there is opportunity and hope in every circumstance and hardship and knows that her God-given purpose is to help widowed and divorced women find theirs. Tammy took knowledge's power to another level. She guides people to make the choice, changes in their life that allow for transformation, restoration, confidence, and life changes, enabling individuals to step boldly into their future. Blending her knowledge and experience as a therapist, project management, and leadership in the Air Force, understanding of the Enneagram, and her passion for changing the future, she has stepped into her God-given calling as a restoration and confidence coach. Tammy is so very special to me. I'm so glad that she found me, that she wandered into my life, and that I've had an incredible opportunity to work with her. And I want you to share this episode with anyone that you know can benefit from Tammy's incredible wisdom. Even if you are not divorced or widowed, Tammy's going to really bring some phenomenal, some phenomenal teaching to the table today. So let's head on over to the show. Tammy, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Thanks, Tracy. I am so excited to be here. I've missed talking to you. I know, I know. I miss talking to you too. And this is such a special treat for me. You are an incredible person. And, you know, I talked a little bit in the intro about how we met and how you came into my life. But I just feel like I've always felt this from day one, your work, your mission, your story are Absolutely. They just they just stopped me in my tracks. And I think that the work that you do and what caused you to do that work is so impactful to so many people that your story just needs to be heard and your work needs to be done, because to me, it is that it's very, very important. Very, very Thank important you. and powerful what you do. Now, if that's not a teaser for the <laughs> listeners, they're right? like, okay, what, is what this does this woman do? do? <laughs> what does this woman do? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want to go ahead and start with the story, with your story, right. because I, I feel like, and you know, I'm sure you're often asked to talk about your story, but I feel like the story is what led you to do this?
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: Incredible absolutely. work that you do, and we're definitely going to talk about the work and dive into the work, and that's where we're going to get to. But let's start with your story, and okay. and you just start wherever you want to start. Tell us whatever you want to tell, but okay. I'm just going to turn it over to you. All
0: right, thank you. I have had an unusual life. I had the privilege of growing up in a military household. My dad was the Air Force. My grandfathers were Army and Navy. Like we are military and honor and all of that. And I got to live all over the world. I got to travel and um, really experience different cultures and different people and hear different stories. And that's kind of been a thread throughout my whole life is change and um, new experiences and loss, loss of relationships as you move. And, um, and you know, that was pre-internet, pre email and everything. And so I just grew up with so much change and I would make friends quick and move on and um, had some amazing experiences. And after high school, I went to college and was dead set not on joining the military because I'm ready to be an independent woman. (laughs) And what do I do is I go and see the the men in blue, and immediately I have a connection with them. I can go and talk to them because it's kind of out of my element and orientation. And I signed up for RTC, and I joined the Air Force as an officer, um, communications, and it was an amazing experience. My husband, who I actually had met in England, we were... um, Our dads were stationed together. We met in high school. And he also had no intention of joining the military. And through happenstance and circumstances and a few hardships and a few um, great choices, we actually both ended up in the military. And um, (laughs) my husband, it was my parents. I remember telling them when I joined, my dad was like, why didn't you choose earlier so you can get a scholarship? Like you, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well,
1: oh my god, I didn't,
0: isn't I didn't know I wanted to then."
1: Right. Well, but isn't that isn't that the epitome though of never say never? Absolutely, absolutely. you were probably never is... going to join, right? You were never absolutely, joining yeah, yeah. <laughs> right,
0: and yeah, um, I was smart enough to realize that it was going to have something to do with my life, just because it. it I mean it was, it's part of who I am, but I didn't know what it was. And so, yeah, like those decisions, it's just an example. And you're right. Never say never. And I learned early on to never say never um, because you just don't know. And so I joined the military. My husband joined the military and um, he was a fighter pilot. So we weren't stationed together right away, but um, after we got married, we got stationed together and and it was it was great. I was communications. He flew Strike Eagles, mm. and um, and I had deployed, and um, I learned a lot on the deployment to the Middle East. I got to do some really cool projects, and again loved the military. Um, and then we decided it was time to start a family. And so I had gotten out of the military and out of the Air Force, and we started a family. And um, he continued his service. And we went to Mountain Home, Idaho, which is a hidden gem if you've ever been to Idaho if you need to, if you haven't. And he was about to go on his first deployment. And at this time, we had a two and four year old, and they idolized their dad. They loved their dad. He was an amazing he was known as the family man. He was very stern, very serious until we walked in the door, and then the kids just melted his heart. and um, and he was on his first deployment, and two weeks into the deployment, I got the knock on the door. I got the the dreaded, the thing you don't see coming. Um, I really he had he had been killed while he's deployment. He's been killed in action, and it completely changed my life. It was one of those moments that you don't see coming. You don't expect every time a pilot steps into the cockpit, it is it's go time. There is no just training, there is no joy rides. Um, it's serious. And this was one of those times that it, it just it blew me away. And when I look back now, one of the threads that I see in my life is how God had prepared me for that moment. How even the day before, the conversation that I had with my husband, and it I wasn't in that moment alone. I remember falling to the ground, just shocked, and having a two and four-year-old saying, Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Mommy, and... I hear a voice, an inaudible voice, but saying, you know, this is going to be hard, but we're going to walk through this together. And I knew that God had me. Yeah. I knew that there's more to the story. And I, and I knew in that moment that this would not be wasted, that this was going to be really hard. And I completely underestimated how hard it was. Mm-hmm. But as much as I loved my husband... I knew that God loved me as well. And I knew that my story and what I was about to go through, I could help others. And which I don't understand how I knew that right away. And I wasn't trying to be noble. It was really how I, it just how I made peace with it is God doesn't waste things.
1: Uh
0: And so, so that's, that kind of started the, the new direction, um, I decided, I went to therapy for, um, to grief therapy and I had a terrible grief therapist. Um, finally, I asked her, I was like, okay, have you ever, have you ever lost anybody? And she's like, well, you know, I lost my grandma. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. like we all lose our grandmas. Like I don't yeah. want to, that's hard. And I'm sure she was really close. I was like, but I lost my entire life in a moment. I lost my, you know, the my culture. I lost my husband, my best friend that I've known since I was 14 years old. I lost the father of my kids. And so at that moment, it's like, okay, this, you should not tell people this. This is not something that you you should... the, The instructions and the guidance that she gave was not right. And so I was like, okay apparently I'm going to be a therapist. And so (laughs) I I went to, uh, yeah, I went to school and became a therapist. And I will tell you the personal work you do during that. um, And my cohort, they know more about me and I know more about them than anyone ever. But I, I went through that and then I, and I did that for several years. And then I realized that that's, not quite right either. So okay, hold
1: ahead. on just a second. Yeah. I've not heard you tell that part of the story before, and I love that. So did you go to get your degree as a therapist to be a grief therapist?
0: Well, I, just I knew that therapy was be in part general. of it. Okay. okay. Therapy okay. in general. I but I okay. knew that grief was going to be a part of it. Okay. And really, when you step into that grief world, you realize how consuming it is. Yeah. You realize how, and and grief is not just with loss, like a loss of a, a spouse or a person. You know, you can experience grief when you lose, when you, you lose a, a dream, when you lose a job, when, uh, when you lose, you know, like anything, you lose your identity. I've realized yeah. that even with motherhood, sometimes mm. you lose your identity and all of a sudden you're grieving who you were as much as you love your kids. You're like... You completely give your life over to them. And so I knew that it was going to be... That was going to be a thing. And um, so, yeah. So I knew therapy was going to be part of it. I knew grief was a a major aspect of it. And that's what I focused on. Um, I had a really good first professor and she said, you know, write the papers that they tell you to write. If they don't have a theme, if they don't tell you what to write about, pick something and stay with it all your entire course. So that way, when you're done, you actually have, an, you know, some kind of expertise in something. And so I did choose grief, and so that, you know, even grief across the lifespan. And any paper that didn't have a theme, that's what I wrote on.
1: Okay, so let me ask a couple of questions. Sure. And thank you for sharing that. I think that. I think it's so important for people to hear stories like this firsthand. And I love how you have talked about grief. I mean, I can relate to that grief a motherhood has nothing to I love and adore my son. I've dedicated my whole life to him, right? But that loss of identity, that that there's grief on so many many levels this to me the grief that you went through of losing your spouse is profound and i've heard you talk about the loss of the dreams and the loss of the future and the loss of the plans and the loss of i mean everything and the everything. burden of not the burden's not the right word the heaviness of that loss for your children as well you have had to carry yeah absolutely in in many many ways so i'm just timeline wise you get this news you're, I can only, I mean, I would imagine you go into a literal freeze moment. I I could, I mean, I I would imagine everything, the world maybe even slows down. I just can't even fathom this, right?
0: Yes. So the first year you're in shock.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's like a year. Okay.
0: So, well, I mean, there's, and for some people it's more, some people it's less, but for me, it was about a year of just, it was a shock. It was, I, um, I, put armor around me for protection. Um, There are some days that I could not eat at all. Some days that I ate way too much. Um, The same with the kids. I mean, having a two and four year old, I didn't have an option to Uh -uh. completely stop, which I'm actually very thankful for. I also had amazing friends who carried me when I couldn't carry myself. Mm-hmm. And they would watch the kids and my two-year-old stopped sleeping completely. So I had, and, and there was two friends who my daughter trusted enough that they would come at night and they would hold her all night. So she would get a little bit of sleep. And so I could sleep wow. and yeah, a two-year-old who doesn't sleep at all.
1: I can't That's imagine. Hard. I mean, like and when you're carrying what you're carrying. Okay. So you go into this shock at, which is a, Hundred percent. I mean, I can totally see that. When did you decide to go get this therapy degree?
0: So it was a couple of years. Okay, it was. I had actually, yes, it was a couple of years. Um, I actually moved um, about a little over a year after the accident. Um, I moved to California and kind of got settled there near family. Mm. And um, at that point, the kind of the shock wears off, and now you are you're trying to figure out. What's next? Yeah. What does today look like? It's still very heavy, still very raw. I would say the second year was way harder than the first because my brain and my heart kind of caught up to each other and I was realizing the gravity of things. Like your brain puts you into a kind of a protective mode. So you don't have all of the feelings and everything, you know, you kind of go numb. And so, and that second year, is when I allowed that numbness to kind of wear off and now really look at, okay, what am I going to do? What are my kids going to do? And, you know, and all of that. And so at that point, it's like, okay, like I, that therapy still was on my heart. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, let's do this. And I applied. And um, so I would say it was probably about, about 18 months to two years after the wow. um, the accident that I actually went into um, back to get my masters in marriage and family okay. therapy. Okay, and then
1: you went to work as a therapist.
0: I did. I yeah. I worked at a police department in oh, youth wow. services. So I my office was actually in a middle school. Um, so I was a <sighs> middle school therapist, which. I will tell you, uh, like, it is crazy. It was, I loved it. I loved working with the kids that age. Um, I will tell you, it's a lot harder having your own. (laughs) (laughs) Because at that time, I did not have my own. Right, right. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I loved it. And the things that I were working with, with the kids are, were also more and more, I've realized that it was surrounded grief and they didn't even know. And the trauma Mm. and the things that they've been through, because these are all individuals, these are preteens who had something, some kind of run-in with the the police department, whether it was for their parents, whether it was for, um, you know, multiple, multiple reasons. But there was some grief and trauma and also they just weren't heard. And so, and seeing how as they were trying to create their identity, as they were trying to step into who they were as the teens, they had no idea how. And so I got to walk with them as they figured out that process. And it was such a beautiful thing. And it really did change my life. And to see how if someone doesn't walk with you, you can't learn those on your own because you don't know what you don't know. And so that kind of, that pushed me a little further And and then I moved from California to Oklahoma, and was starting the process of licensing here in Oklahoma. And through a series of events and things, um, I was introduced to coaching. And I will tell you, I that speaks to my heart one hundred percent. Helping people, and I, I therapy is so important. But I see with grief, people get stuck there. And it's a cycle, It this the cycle of grief. And it actually, the fears that you have, um, kind of grief turns into fear and you don't even realize that it's holding you back. It's keeping you in this comfortable fear where you want to be out, but you don't know how and it's scary. And the difference between someone who has been through a heavy blow and well, let's face it, everyone has things sure. in their life that gut punch them. Mm -hmm. But that fear becomes a reality because your worst case scenario happened. And so that changes that fear to a whole nother level. And so even little things, you you don't have that confidence to do, to make those changes. And so as a coach, and I call myself a restoration and confidence coach, because I was like, I'm not a, I don't want to do grief coaching because really, I think that it's after your grief work that now it's time to reclaim who you are. Like, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? How do you use your story? Because I don't believe that it was just my story that has purpose. I believe there's purpose in every pain. I believe that everything, it can be used to help somebody else. And as you're holding on to the person who's gone before you, I think it's your duty. And I think it's a privilege to be able to reach down to somebody who is just starting the journey.
1: So when you were working with the middle schoolers and you loved that work and, and, yeah. and you saw that it was about really about grief for them, was grief just always a theme? Did you know all along once you started the work? I know you the not so great grief therapist is was the catalyst. Has that been a theme throughout? and did you did you have it on your radar that you would work with grieving women?
0: So, not quite yet. That was still okay. a process. That was okay. inching down, but as I was really looking at my life and realizing, my earliest memory is at my grandfather's funeral, and my parent, my mom, wow. did not believe that I remembered that because I was about two and a half. But when I described, I don't remember anything that was said, but I remember, I remember where everyone was sitting. I remember walking from my mom to my grandma, and to the point they're like. Oh that you do remember that. And then it was a profound moment when I was in 6th grade my babysitter was killed. She had an a um, medical accident and um and that she I mean that was the first time that someone I really knew lost her life and she was there one day and not the next. And it deeply affected me and I didn't even realize it until I started doing more and more work, how those incidents, those things shaped my life. And so, and I I lost my mom and um, right before I had my son, like right before Mm. I got pregnant with my son, I lost my mom to cancer and I did not handle that. I did not handle that whole thing well. Uh, That was one of those, I was in the military and you push through to get through. And so during all my therapy training, all of that came out too. And realizing that as a society, we don't do grief well at all. You're not a really, like, it's important that you grieve, but you need to just do it behind closed doors. You have three to six months and then you need to get over it. Yeah. And that right there is what really... as I started diving in, I realized that you don't need to release that. In fact, I don't think that you should ever release that because that should change your heart enough to have more compassion, to realize the value of life, to Mm. to understand the value of stories and experiences and people. Because when, when you leave this earth, you don't take anything with you. But I believe that in the Bible, it talks enough to where I believe you take your memories and your relationships with you. Mm-hmm. And so why not focus on that while we're here? Because that's, that's what's really yeah. life is all about, is connection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And that's when I realized... Exactly what you're talking about, and not in relation to grief, but in relation to how do I impact people's lives before I leave here? Absolutely. That's what it was all about. It wasn't about the kind of car I drove. Mm-hmm. Is that too much? And, and have irrelevant? the nice
0: car. Have the Great, car that you want. want sure. Perfect. Enjoy it. Embrace it. and Because yeah. you want to have the experiences. Yeah. But I really believe connection, relationships, and yeah. memories. So have the memories in the car, you know, it goes with you. Yeah, it's, but if you don't have, if you don't make that connection, I think you're missing out on the depth of life. And I think that grief is evidence that Mm. you really lived and that you really loved Mm. and that you connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So ultimately,
1: and I want to circle back to grief and the work that you do with it. But because I love what you were talking about, people getting stuck and the cycle of grief and this expectation of, okay, here's your 30 days, fix your grief and, <laughs> and let me know when you're done, mm-hmm. right? Which makes me crazy. And I think that we do that with far too many things. Mm-hmm. But how did you then ultimately get to the point of, I want to work with women. I want to, you know, tell us about the work that you do now okay. and how you ended up there from okay. middle school to where yes, you are. right? Like, yeah.
0: Well, and as I was uh, moving into and talking with, um, I had talked with another friend who had moved from therapy into coaching Mm -hmm. and I love the forward movement of coaching. I love the fact that we can talk quickly, talk about what got you to where you are now and then let's take that and really start diving into where you want to be because where you want to be can be anywhere that you desire. And as I was making that shift, there's that the imposter syndrome. There's the that fear of going out because you know, like with therapy, I like I knew I knew what I was doing, and I can say this confidently now after working with you. But I was I was good at what I did, mm. but I always felt I, I hated getting to the point where they were starting to get healthy, and then I had it was time to let them go because that's the place that I'm like, oh, but there's so much more work to be done. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I went, you know, and with coaching, it gives me that privilege to do that, to walk with people as they take their health, take their healing, and then turn it into what they want it to turn into. And it just kind of naturally when you look down, because, you know, in all the business schools, all the business, um, you know, webinars, they're like, niche down, niche down, go deep, go deep, like mm-hmm. who? And so as I really looked at what my story is all about... And as I looked at what I've been through and also what I know, because I am a grieving mom who's raising grieving children and I have, I had a dream, I had plans and they were broken and that kind of started, started the path. And I started working with widowed women because Mm. that is who that's, that's kind of my circle. That's Mm -hmm. who I've, um, you know, I'm in contact with and I've kind of centered, you know, my life because grief, like I said, it takes so much of your, of your life. It ta- it's, surrounds it. And then as I was healing, I was realizing that I didn't want the grief to be the center of my story anymore. Mm. And so that's, as I, that's where I was like, okay, so I don't want to do grief coaching. I want to step out and do the next step because you see all these people, these women who have made something of themselves but you also, you don't, and you see them when they, you know, you know their story when they were grieving, but you don't see the in-between. Yeah. You don't see the steps to take. And as I was doing that, I had some um, divorced moms who came up to me and was like, hey, I need this too. Is this only for widowed moms? And I was like, no, because really it's the same type. It's, yeah. it, it's it, There's different elements, but there's still threads of you've lost who you were in a yeah. relationship. And so that, then more and more, and then kind of, you know how people, like God brings to you who you need to work with. There's, it's so... I that, that truth. Um, yes. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's how I found you. Yeah, I right. like, I think a friend like randomly su- said your podcast and I was like, oh. And then I heard you, you speak about voice and realizing that that's the, that was what's missing is I didn't have the confidence to use my voice. And so our work together has allowed me to really step up and, and claim who I work with and what I do. And it's been amazing. Like this journey has been, I absolutely love what I do. It is amazing to see information and just see people light up.
1: And I'm so in agreement with you on that. And I say that to everybody that shows up at my door, not literally, but figuratively you're, you're meant to be here or you wouldn't be here. Absolutely. It's time for me to do my work with you. Mm-hmm. And so the so the divorcees were coming. And so that you 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 kind of morphed your business into it's not just about widows. It's right. about it's about
0: grief, period. It is, it's about broken spirited moms, broken spirited women yeah. who have been through hard things, gut Wrenching sucker punches, you know, knock them over. And even again, like I mentioned with having children, like I was working with a woman who she's happily married, but she felt she completely lost her identity, which was putting a strain on her life and her marriage because, and it's, you know, because she's a mom and a wife and that's what she felt like her identity was. And so we got to explore that and really step into who she was. And When she recognized that she'd have that and still be a wife and still be a mother. And for me, I can be a coach. I can be, I still claim that widow tag because that's part of my story and who I am. And it tells, it's an identifier. And so, and being divorced, there's that shame that's there. You don't have to carry that all the time. That could be part of your story, it's not your whole story. You are still writing your story, and you can be the center. Yeah.
1: So you've you've touched on this, but I want to I want to expand on it. It I'm gonna use the word troubled you. That may not be the right word, but it troubled you, or you were not satisfied with the being stuck in the grief. That was not resonating with you, and no. that is that is not. No discredit to anyone or anything, right. but that was not where you saw the value in staying right. in. It. Let's, which is very, you know, I said to my group yesterday, I said, okay, we can talk about this. We can talk about it for the next eight weeks. I'm going to let you use your voice, but you're going to start changing things when we go into action. Mm-hmm. And so that was a real catalyst for you was let's deal with the grief and let's take action to move forward talk talk about that a little bit for us how well, what that looks like
0: it and it's that calling to move your pain into purpose mm. it is this is where i was was not you were made for more I was made for more I knew that I, I I needed to be where I was I needed to sit in my grief and really experience it and I did I really allowed myself to to you know, in some, a lot of healthy ways, luckily, because I had done, you know, done work and I knew what I was doing. Also some unhealthy ways, you know, there because we all are coping and we're figuring it sure. out as we go along. But I got to a point a few years ago and I really think that it was during my, when I was getting my master's in therapy, um, it's when I started to recognize it, but I wasn't quite ready. It's when I moved and I was able to, No one knew me here. This is not a military area. Um, I have good friends who are here. um, But overall, my story got to be mine and I got to share what I wanted to share. And it was incredibly empowering because it didn't, people didn't already know who I was and didn't already have an idea. And I was like, that. The empowerment of that moment when I recognize that that is what I looked forward to is I still would tell people, but it would be in, ti- in my time instead of... And it would come up naturally versus something they already knew. And there was it awkward until I was like, yeah, well, I'm a widow. Or they were completely shocked because I had to get it out And it completely ruined any type of relationship because people don't know like, oh, but you're not wearing black, but you're not, I mean, and some of the comments that people are like, but you're so young. You know, yeah, yeah, that happens too, you know, and, or, oh, it's been so long. You should be, you know, why are you not remarried? You know, there's this, yeah, that's a whole nother.
1: That's a whole nother conversation.
0: But I realized that my story was mine. Yeah. And that's kind of where God was like, right there this moment is what you need to do for others. is where you need to help because other, everyone can have this where I get to choose now instead of my story choosing me.
1: That is really powerful. And I, I guess I've thought about it, but I've never thought about it to this degree in this moment, that whole other level of grieving. People don't know how to People don't know how to be around you. No, we don't know. You know, you you struggling with grief, and then we're struggling with how to manage. That's just really. It's really expansive there.
0: Well, and I will tell you that it's not easy. Um, I I have some really good friends who walk with me in this, and they know that I can be happy one day and then the next day. I mean, it's been nine years, so it's I I should have it under control, right? But there's still (laughs) those days that I, you know, I. Like last year, my son was running in a, a soccer game and his hair flopped like my husband's did when he ran and it took me back to high school. And it it's and in just a moment. Yeah. It just, you know, and so I still have that. But realizing that it's okay, that I actually embrace those moments now because it it connects me to the grief and to my former life and to the love. But again, I get to choose. So, but walking with me while I have those moments are, is not easy. Like Memorial Day, you know, was just last weekend or, you know, whenever this airs. And that is not a, an easy weekend. No. It's not a happy Memorial Day weekend. It's a day of remembrance and recognizing and and, you know, that's... But it's easier now than it was nine years ago. Is it? And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I've allowed it to be. Yeah. Because I made the choice. And so, and I work with women who could be 15 years out and didn't realize that they can put another meaning behind it, that they have a choice to, you know, to look at it differently and to release that grief, that raw pain for something a lot lighter and more free. Yeah. It's so inspiring. And what I think one
1: of the most inspiring things about your story, and there's so many, but one that is so relatable for me, because in no way can I relate to the pieces of what you've been through. But I have such an understanding of what I went through and how it is the reason I can do the profound work I do today. People get, people, people, don't. I don't know, I guess maybe it's a degree of the same when people hear bits of my story. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. You know, they don't maybe know exactly what to say. And I value that and I appreciate everyone and their compassion and their support, but it's, I'm so at peace with that yes. was the catalyst for, yes. I, couldn't, I couldn't do the work that I did with you and so many others if those little pieces, as disappointing and horrible as they were for me in that moment, not even in, you know, we're not comparing here because everybody's story is Absolutely. their story, a hundred percent, yes but I see that purpose. There was, there's no question in my mind that like you, God put, puts everything in place as it needs to be. And, and even in teaching people that, there's so much freedom.
0: So much. And just realizing that you are where you are on purpose, like you are in this moment because of the collective choices that you've made, but also the, the path that you've been on has been leading to this moment. And so nothing is wasted, Um, and you're on time really realizing that sometimes your journey is longer than others but if you're on the journey and you recognize your journey the compassion you can have for others that's the that's the real thing because you're right you and I we our stories are different but I think that the hearts behind it and the the gravity that we feel that no this isn't this is way above me And this is, I have something to say, I have something that can help and taking that confidence and working with you and, you know, throwing down those masks and releasing the outcome and just being like in the moment, allowing the moment to come through is the freeing part and being able to share it with others and forget what other people think. Because you know that the, if you can help one person, if one person can get an inkling and they can start changing their life, then they change the, one other person and it trickles down. Like again, connection is yeah. The
1: goal. Yeah, and there's no way to really get to that place if we say, stay stuck in no. the misery or the grief or no. the victimhood or whatever, we, whatever loop we keep playing
0: right? Waiting for us to feel like we're over it.
1: Yeah. You're never going to be over it
0: and you're never going to feel over it.
1: Yeah. And
0: so that's the t- but that's the power in using your voice, rewriting your story to where you're the center instead of the circumstance. Yeah. Because then you get to carry it along, but it's not going to keep you in the same place. Because now you have the power to take that small, tidy step, which all it takes is like one small step. You don't need to do these grand gestures, mm-hmm. just one step each day. And it's going to put you in a completely different place in your life.
1: So had, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Had you already, you were already working with women as a coach when you decided to do your podcast or did you, or did the, yes. the podcast come first? No, you um, no. The, I was okay. already
0: no. The podcast came later. I actually was doing a a business coaching program because um, I started my business January of 2020. Before we knew all of the things that were going to happen. Oh wow! Um, and I was like, okay, like now or never. Let's do this. And I, you know, I got in. I built my business. I started, you know, working with clients one on one, and. Um, and you know, you get to a point where you're like, okay, this is a thing. Now I need to be a little bit more serious about building it properly and building the foundation. And if I want this to be sustainable, I need to know what I'm doing. And so I took a business course and like, and I lo- love podcasts. I really do. I listen to them all the time. And I was listening to them. And one day my daughter, who she's she's like, mom when you do your podcast, are are we going to be able to listen to it? Or is it going to be an adult only one? Is it going to be just for moms? And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, you're going to do a podcast, right? I'm like, "I'll oh, <laughs> oh. I, like, I had never told her that I was even considering it. But like, that was one of the things, it was on my heart. It was, but it's like, what do I have to say? Like I, you know, and and who am I? I mean, big people do podcasts, professionals New podcasts. Like, that is a, that's not who I am. But this course kind of broke it down. It was like, no, this is how you are able to serve your people. This is how people get to know you. And, and truthfully, it's an inexpensive way when you are starting out, um, how yeah. to do that. And so I started it and I did it reluctantly. Um, but then I started working with you. And I actually, recorded a few I'd not started my podcast but I had recorded a few and then I started working with you that's and right I, I, I remember even, that now like everything I the everything that I pre-recorded I just deleted I didn't even write down notes or anything um just the work working with a couple of weeks and putting down the professional and the the masks The you know and realizing that people I connect with story and that's what people wanted to hear. They didn't want to hear that I know it all because I don't. Right. They don't want to hear that I got it all right because I didn't, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and so yeah, working with you allowed me to actually like go for this. And I'm, I mean, I think I'm at 25 episodes now and at like 3,800, almost 3,900 downloads. Yeah. And I, it's amazing. And I will tell you, Working with you is what has given me the the freedom to use my voice in it. And it's like, I don't stress out about it. I don't plan and write down every word. I have my three bits. I identify the feeling that I want um, to portray and I go for it. Yeah. And it is so freeing and I love it.
1: Yeah. And you sound great, by the way. I just have to say, it. I'm telling you, you're sounding so captivating.
0: Thank you. And I like from the first one to now, it's just such a short, like it's Mm -hmm. only been like five months and man, I'm like, I actually sound like I know what I'm doing a little bit. Like, (laughs) This is awesome.
1: You sound great. You You sound great. And I love, I love how decisive you are. I think you you heard my podcast and were like signed up that night or something.
0: Um, You were like, Well, it was the Black Friday. Yeah, it was Black Friday. Mm -hmm. The Black Friday sale. And I just, something prompted me. And I've gotten in the habit of if I have that strong prompting, Mm -hmm. whether it is to say something to somebody or to do something, I'm like, I've made a commitment to myself that to just do it, do it scared, do it messy, do it. And that's, I was like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. And I realized that it's a lot of weight, that that's what I had to lose is the weights of all of the things that I was carrying yeah. and to allow the real work to start and yeah. to, for that to show through. Well, because
1: I guess at the end of the day, the one of a, a through line in your story and my story and the story of everybody you and I both work with is we all we, we all lost our voice mm-hmm. absolutely and, and that takes different forms and fashions and shapes and catalysts and everything else mm-hmm. but you certainly have have found your voice
0: I, I have <laughs> in, a, in a wonderful I, way thank you thank you it's I it has a the, finding my voice allowed me again to change my story and to yeah. be confident and have my identity when I realized that stepping into who I was called to be and I'm still figuring it out again. Sure. Like I'm still not a prof- professional. I'm still, you know, but I know what I'm doing and I have enough, you know, I have the degrees, I have all of that, mm-hmm. but it's, I have the compassion and I understand what it takes. And I love walking with women yeah. and and a few men but mainly women and just helping them see how their voice cuz a lot of the work cuz with fear I work a lot with fear and again it's their story is their voice and so yeah. when you connect those so it's not the same way that you work with voice but I definitely realize that the the voice holds so much power
1: yeah yeah and i i i really hear in you talking about your work today that you do very much what I do in giving my people a giant permission slip. You really do the same in your work, don't you?
0: Yes. Yes. Giving them that permission to, because like, it's not selfish to know, who, to want to, be someone and know who you are, and in fact, it is a gift that you can give to yourself and everyone around you. By understanding who you are, you're actually giving your kids a gift, for because then they have now they have someone to model after. If you just become consumed with other people and 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 not know who you are, then that's what they their idea of an adult is, and that doesn't look fun. That doesn't look that's not inspiring. That's like who knows like who even knows what that means and they're still floundering to figure it out. But if you step in and use your voice and you share your story and become the center of your story, Mm -hmm. then everyone around you benefits from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so now you, you're getting it all and I will never get it all figured out. So, oh, you know, no. I'll never completely get it right. I'll never, you know, that for sure. No, 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 no. Right. And I'm like you, I've got all the degrees, I've got all the, but no, no. But you, you pretty well have a, you've got a program, you've got, you pretty got a lot figured out. You primarily, tell us a little bit about the work, what it looks like right now, women, men,
0: yes. uh, you know, yeah, talk to
1: us a little bit about that.
0: Well, and mainly women. And, um, again, that's where my heart is. And I just help step-by-step step going through where you are, identifying your story, writing your story, and, and then help you see how the opportunities within it help you see the hope that there is and what you've learned and how you can use it. And then you get, and then open that and give that permission slip to dream because that's one of the things that I discovered. um, And it was probably three years in that I realized that I could not do any long-term, anything over a year. um, And I really lost that ability to dream because what's the point when it can be all gone in a moment? And I'm a very optimistic person. But it was just that protective, like, don't wish for anything because it can be taken away. Mm -hmm. And working through that and helping other women start off slow. Okay, let's plan a month from now. Something that you want for a month from now and then six months and then a year and then seeing women step into their purpose um, and have a five-year on dream is amazing. But it's the step-by-step process that I walk with you. It's the, let's find out where you are. Identify your fear. I am, I do some work with the Enneagram because I feel mm-hmm. if you recognize your fear, your core fear and your core motivation, then you know where you're stuck. Then you can you can start to look at your sub C and say, okay, I'm not going to stay here anymore. And so it's just that slow process of... And it actually can happen pretty fast once you realize where the barriers are. It's amazing how you can just that permission slip to be free and to be you and discover it's kind of it's really fun to be curious and be like, "Oh, I do like this or I don't like that" and realize it's okay to have those preferences. You don't have to be happy about everything. You you need to have joy, you need to strive for joy because really that's that's what allows you to have that connection with people and be content but you don't have to do things that other people expect you to do. You don't have to be the, the widow walking in black. You can claim the widow and wear bright colors and claim that as a part of your identity, but still be doing something that you love to do. You don't have to be in mourning to, to really live. Yeah,
1: I, 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 what I heard in that, and that's so great, your work is so amazing, is that there's really a whole lot more than just staying stuck.
0: Oh yeah, it is understanding what got you there and giving you that permission, giving you the steps to take the small action. To You don't even know what the possibilities are until you start looking. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's lots of emotions and lots of shades of emotions for mm-hmm. sure, no matter what you've been through. And I guess there's probably not a human on earth that hasn't experienced grief on some level.
0: absolutely. And the, the issue is, is that have you acknowledged it? Have you allowed yourself to sit in it for a moment? Because that's also, a lot of people are just push it down. Like that's what I did with my mom. It's just, okay, let's power through and realizing that's not healthy either. So I sitting back and acknowledging it and saying, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. But I'm going to be okay. And I can choose to take it with me. And that's, there's beauty in that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Tammy, you are amazing. You you sound amazing. You are amazing. Your work is amazing. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to be here with us today. Thank
0: you so much. I I have appreciated everything that you do and the work that you do and the work you've done for me. And, um, and I know that we're going to stay in touch and I'm continuing to listen to your podcast because it just reminds me of like, okay, like my voice, it, it's important. Just like everyone, everyone has a voice. And it's so important that we use it. So I just want to say thank you for opportunity to be on here too. It's been so good to chat with you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, okay, so the podcast is, her restored spirit.
0: Yes, her restored okay. spirit. Okay. And um, my coaching is TammyMarieCoaching.com um, um, backslash guide if you'd like to get on my mailing list. And, okay. um, But it's Tammy is T-A-M-I. And I just, we have a community of women who just lift each other up and we're all moving forward slowly at our own pace. But we're all just helping each other see that identity is ours to claim. And yeah. so I- it's just amazing. But yeah, Her Restored Spirit Podcast, which thank you again for helping me find my voice with that and,
1: yeah.
0: and give me the, giving me the permission slip to help others.
1: Sure. That's what it's about. And and we'll link all this up in the show notes okay. for you so you can check out Tammy's podcast. Please do. It's, she does an amazing job with it. And check out her work and reach out to her because what a guide, what a tour guide to have with you on that journey. So, all right. Well, thank you again so much for being here with us today. And thank you listeners. As always, I appreciate you being here, but that's it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. And until I see you next time, you know what to do, get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab the voice formula a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.